Y'all ever played a game called Dirge of Cerberus? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good about it. I've, I've been really? thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it takes a lot yeah. to tear me away from from Elden Ring, and um, <laughs> if not for this podcast, it, Dirge of Cerberus would surely not be tearing me away from uh, from Elden Ring. Elden Ring is that in the uh, FF7 uh, larger canon? Is that like a um, yeah? So it's like you get to play as Yuffie thing. in it. Um, it's still on the same engine as Final. Oh, Fantasy Oh, and the VII ring remake. is like her like weapon that she. Yeah, throws. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. That makes sense. But yeah, no, I've I've still I'm still enjoying uh, Dirge of Cerberus, even though every moment spent in it, I'm just like, damn, this is a moment I could be getting annihilated by something in Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. Um, I think after this episode, things get real dense and we don't have to deal with these WRO fucks anymore. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I didn't have to deal with the WRO fucks in this, uh, in this episode either. So you started (laughs) your own daycare. So uh, I'll give a little preview, a little preview of this episode before we get to the end of it. So there's, there's two different, uh, chapter end kind of, uh, screens where we get ranked in this episode. Um, and both of them have special missions to protect the WRO soldiers. How did I do? We'll find out when we get there, but it's, <laughs> it's going to be a treat. There's a secret one as well that you can unlock a secret mission where it's, uh, how good you are at protecting the world from devastation and also uniting <laughs> all peoples within, within our nation. your nation. <laughs> it's very nice. Team Rocket never really did much to do with what their theme was about was it oh no it doesn't really make a whole lot of uh yeah i think they just like rhymes like denouncing the evils of truth and love i guess because they love to lie and not be in love with one another even though mm. they should be Eat hot chip and lie. <laughs> but they do that through uniting all people so like who knows yeah i don't know there's a i don't know if the the ideology of team rocket from the mm. Indigo League Pokemon anime is uh, well. They all Team Rocket sound. did change their um. They changed their little intro like a couple seasons in. Oh, did they? Where they would appear and then they would go. This is the every FNFF podcast. My <laughs> name's Curtis. <laughs> My name's Carl, and I was immediately thinking of the Team Rocket members Butch and Cassidy, who had a slightly <laughs> oh, that's right. different motto. And I was like, Is Curtis talking about that? <laughs> Team Rockets rocking. <laughs> I'm Alex. I, wish Ale- uh, yeah, I was getting gonna- <laughs> ready to announce and be like, that's Alex. <laughs> uh, I was, I was going to say, Alex, that's right. <laughs> We're daycare dittos. We're talking about how many Pokemon can have sex this episode. And it's none of them. Because I was going to say, good, it's all It's a them. good Catholic game, even though the Catholic Church has uh, banned it. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to um, edge along with my boy Vincent. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Are we? Yeah, are we? No, we're not in edge. We are in Midgar no, no, no. proper. This That's is right. This is deep Midgar, not edge of Midgar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, we're in a familiar the chewy center. <laughs> we're in a f- familiar area that we all know and love. We are in a familiar area, as a matter of Can't fact. Can't get enough of this area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they reused assets really, really fucked up square. <laughs> we're in the area that I've given up playing the Final Fantasy VII remake twice. <laughs> Each you know, time I reach this point, and then I go, <laughs> eh, I did Walmart it already. I don't know, like, <laughs> nothing <laughs> the rest of this game. From here. <laughs> yeah. 
There's nothing left here for me. I think this is also where friend and future enemy of the show, Corey, stopped his playthrough of Final Fantasy VII, where he's texting me and he's like, dude, does it get better after the train graveyard? And I was like, define what you mean by better. He's like, I fucking hate it so much. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you probably shouldn't continue that. See, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good up until wall market and then i was like wall market's the best thing i will ever experience in a video game this is fantastic and i didn't even have to fight anybody except for the house i guess but <laughs> uh, the hell and then like after that i was like well nothing will ever top that <laughs> i wish there it. was hell house in this game they should have put hell house in this game they should have they should put anyone besides deep ground in this area because there's I guess there should have. be guard hounds and ghosts and sweepers and mono drives yeah where's yeah, dolahan like they had sweepers in like the first areas of the game. I'm pretty sure, like very, mm-hmm. like are they were small. Not, are there not a couple sweepers in this area? There's a couple sweepers in this. There's area. a couple. Oh, sweepers. maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready are they to sweepers get sweepers. Are they what's it called? Uh, the Black Widows. I think there's they're a, sweepers. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's Black Widows too. That's Clearly, true. my memory is as good as always, dear listener. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? Actually, I'm gonna do this live on podcast. I'm gonna go to Twitch and I'm just gonna like scroll through my playthrough that I did that while we do the really, episode. That is really, really lazy, Curtis. That is not any way anyone should be podcasting. <laughs> that is definitely not the way that I've been doing it this entire season with my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. So we uh, we as we remember from last week, we were doing cool stunts. We were too busy trying to nail the three hundred, the the three hundred, the uh, the nine hundred Tony Hawk That's right. style, and That's we. Right. Are a little off from where we're, we're several clicks off from where we're supposed to be in Midgar, and we land in the train graveyard. Exactly one chapter off. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we get prompted to do is protect the WRO members while two immediately. This happens a lot. Where little yeah, save, save the WRO members while two immediately die in front of you <laughs> yeah. before the screen even disappears. Two issues yeah. with saving these WRO members. One is that I was like, okay. Just hang here for a second while I see if there's any items or like Mako on the ground that I can get because I need those completion points. And they're just like, yo, what if we ran over here and got killed immediately? That would be sick. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> it's, they're, they're like fucking lemmings running off a goddamn cliff. It's just like, like <laughs> I need you guys to just like relax and be cool for a couple seconds. I'll take care of everything. And they're like, OK, I'm going to just sprint as fast as I can directly into these bullets being fired at us from the enemy. Yeah. And they I know fucking... Sid had that really cool, like, you know, just that empowering speech about staying alive and that how everyone behind us <laughs> needs to survive too. And if we die, they die. I'm going to run directly into a bunch of bullets, just hella bullets. <laughs> these pe- folks don't know how to use cover at all. They always just like <laughs> run right into the open before they start shooting. Yeah. It's great. But the uh, the enemies that they get shot by are all, of course, crowded around an explosive barrel. So classic. At least dude. there's that. Yeah. Um, there are a couple instances in this uh, episode of scripted, or I guess in this episode and other parts of the game of WRO members that are scripted to be killed. That if you are able to kill the enemies that are theoretically killing them, they just yeet themselves to the ground and die. So, oh damn that's I, um, I was wondering about that because this also threw me for a loop because it's literally the first two that you see running forward die immediately and they don't really take that much damage like i think they only take like 21 hits of damage or maybe it's like a random yeah. number like it's just one hit that it takes to kill them so they are scripted to die yeah scripted to die i sort of band called that hell yeah it's but yeah. it's a programmer band it's, 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 <laughs> it's not right. like a play script it's that's like right. a uh 
<laughs> cool piece of code. There are no cool pieces of code. It's true. So. <laughs> All computers, everything involving computers are just for dorks. <laughs> Technology was a mistake, with the exception of the PlayStation 2 and the Dirge of Cerberus PS2 <laughs> game. Exactly. Yeah. One thing I like is that... um usually after you kill like a uh, a swarm of uh, deep ground folks like immediately like 10 feet behind them is like more wro people who are just like ahead of you yeah yeah who offer no help yep. <laughs> yeah after we pass like the first wave or two we come up with a little uh we we catch up with the main wro folks and they're like as confused as us like we missed our landing point <sighs> this looks like the old sector seven slums the train graveyard yes it does He's like, yes, we included this area for the real Final <laughs> Fantasy heads who will appreciate this. Um, and then what they say, uh, sir, I've received a radio transmission reporting the remaining air squads have reached the upper level plates and have joined the ground forces. Fine. Says Vincent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we start to, Vincent starts to walk away and then they ask to kind of tag along with us and he's just says, yeah, yeah, whatever. It, so this is kind of neat. Like you actually do get like a giant posse of WRO members who follow you around and shoot at the enemy during this. Which yeah. is kind of tight. And they're for not, a while... They're not super helpful. They're not super helpful. And for a while, I did keep them alive for a little while. Yeah, I mean, it's... I guess it's not really like an escort mission, but they, they're they pretty helpless. Like, it's more so just you making sure that they don't get killed. They're not really giving any cover, despite the fact that they all have guns. And you usually outnumber the amount of deep ground soldiers, but it's pretty much still just you versus them with more of a target on your back, like, functionally yeah. in the game. I will say... I do think it does, um, whether intentionally or unintentionally, it does a good job for me of being like, oh, fucking Deep Ground, they're a bunch of motherfuckers. They're like some hard-ass dudes because uh, they are just killing off WRO members like crazy fast. Yeah. Because I assume that like WRO members are trained and have weapons, but they get mowed down ridiculously. You know what I mean? So it yeah. does make Deep Ground feel like they're very strong. I think as well, um, the difficulty kind of spiked up here a little bit. I noticed that I was taking a lot mm. more damage and dying a lot more in this section yeah. than like, and like actually having to keep my eye on my health because yeah. this was kind of rough. And, and a lot of these enemies kind of become damage sponges, even just yeah. like normal everyday ones. It's kind of, I think we were talking about it before where it like, the game has already tutorialized you enough to be like, oh, you know how all the systems work now. So now... You know, the yeah, gloves are right. off and you just have to exist in this world where you know all of your functions and you have to be able to use them yeah. all. And I, I should say that, like, they um they hype that feeling up. They they, they uh, strengthen it in the train graveyard with making it a very intense location. Like, you can hear shelling going on in the background. You can hear gunfire going on, like, over walls where you can't see. So it does feel like shit is popping off. And, like... You do still see, like... Uh air fire happening like above the plates too which is yeah. a really cool detail yeah and it's also becoming nighttime where um the like the last cutscene uh, we were at i guess what is it dusk or whatever where like the sky's like orange Golden hour and yeah and now it's like slowly becoming more dark and it becomes a little more dark as we go through the uh, stage too so i feel like so dark it, it's a nice it, it's cool it makes it feel very intense and feel you know feel very heavy um and so that that feeling of being like okay the tutorial's over this is real now like it just enhances that feel to it so i i like it i like what they i like this area pretty well it's nice yeah it's like it's labyrinthian you have to yeah. crawl through some of the trains and some of the trains are like in warehouses and uh, some of them are not it's it's interesting there's a lot of um sniper fire i've noticed also through this area that we yeah. haven't really had in a while mm -hmm. like where you just enter open like train yard area and all of a sudden there's just like 
either snipers from like crow's nest or watchtowers or or just on top of trains or turrets yeah. even like they're just like yeah. fucking sometimes really far away too yeah it's true yeah and and they wouldn't necessarily be too big of a deal um but obviously you have a bunch of homies with you that you need to protect so like you can easily avoid kind of getting shot by snipers and not really have to worry about them but if you want to have all of them saved by the end of the level, you you need to be more aware of like your surroundings right. and actually be looking out for that. Speaking of which, um, there is a before we enter our first little warehouse area in our first series of hallways, there's another WRO member who we stumble upon who is cowering behind some crates. Uh, uh, I, I was just taking a breather. Like he's like he's like freaking out and everything and the. Vincent sees him and is just kind of like, okay, I guess this guy's fine now. And he asked to come along, like tag along with us. And Vincent's like, all right, just don't get in my way. And I was like, that guy's going to die immediately. He's fucked. And wouldn't you know it, he's the only one who lived through it for me. But hell um, yeah. <laughs> so we, we go to the next area. Like as soon as we, we, we enter a little warehouse, a little hallway, uh, we come out into another train graveyard clearing. And one of the WRO members starts giving us like a little story as she's like peering around the corner with one of with her assault rifle right right you know i was born in midgar my brother and i used to play here all the time my mom didn't approve though after she died my brother joined a shinra resistance group but was killed when the plate fell and i can't believe this place is still here and then a battle starts right like fire stars you start having to like shoot enemies and whatever mm-hmm. and uh and i did this on stream and i was like oh, okay i gotta fight all these guys i gotta fire across the place like, like you said there's like sniper fire so i'm like sitting there picking out sniper fire and alex is watching me stream and he was like curtis behind you curtis behind you and everybody's like curtis you need to turn around and so i turned around all of the wro members are dead <laughs> just fucking all of them have been smeared because i didn't realize there were dudes behind me just fucking taking them out and i was like well on my own again <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i think at this point when i was playing through it at some point after this i got a game over because i didn't i wasn't paying attention to my health and then i went back so i was able to take those guys out before yeah. they slaughtered everyone but i also had no idea that they were behind me on my first uh <laughs> my first run through yeah cheap Good, good shit, good shit. Just starts What's playing. Uh, you turn around and you just see all the WRO members mm-hmm. dead, and it just starts playing uh, "Hide and Seek" by Imogen Heap. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what you say, indeed. <laughs> but I, I just another cool thing about this too is that this this might be the case. It felt like this was the case for me, so I don't know if it was for y'all. When you shoot all these enemies at several points in this stage, the card key does not drop for the next area. And you have to like go up to the gate and try to use it or figure out what's going on and then turn around and then the enemy spawns. Is that how it works? Did that happen? Yeah, for there was else? the heavy armed soldier hmm. was um, yeah. in, that, in that area you were just talking about. You're like, okay, there's a gate here. And as soon as you turn around, like uh, you get ambushed. Okay, so it was you too. So he's not there already. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I do remember running around at one point and being like, I don't think I have the card key and then trying yeah. to use it. And I did pick up the card key at some point. But... Oh, interesting. Oh, speed strat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm curious what the trigger work. is for that last enemy. It's funny too, because I, I remember saying very clearly on stream after that last WRO member gives us that story about her like playing in you know in, in the train graveyard when she was younger, I was like, I feel a connection to this character. I must not let them die. And then they immediately <laughs> just got fucking like plastered. I was like, well, that's it. 
Yeah, that's one good thing about these chapters, too. I, I mean, again, like, at the end of the day, you, if you're just trying to beat the game, you shouldn't really give a shit about the nameless, you know, soldiers that you're fighting alongside and if they die or whatever. But this game is really good at making you actually, like, want to make sure that you're prote protecting them. Like, yeah. after the past couple of chapters, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care about the completion at all. But then with Sid's speech and then with that conversation where I was yeah, like, who's her right. brother? Was her brother an avalanche? Oh my god, was her brother like Biggs or Wedge or someone? And oh yeah, maybe, yeah. Couldn't be because, of course, they're still alive in Remake when the plate fell. Wait, what? Oh yeah, did you not know that? No, I did not know that. Basically, anyone who died in the original, I'm not convinced that they're actually dead in Remake, because who, Square's just like, everyone's fine, it's fine. I hate Final Fantasy as a series. This series fucking sucks. Series or just Final Fantasy VII as a no, series? No, all of it. <laughs> I mean, spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake, I guess. That game came out, what, two years ago? <laughs> one, 1 to 15, they're all bad. <laughs> That's why this is the best spinoff, because they didn't, like, beat the dead horse enough yet yeah they haven't <laughs> they, beat the dead wedge was, yet this was the first smack on the cheek of a dead horse where they're like we could beat this <laughs> <laughs> just a little smack on the cheek of a dead horse hey, yeah god anyway let's continue doing our podcast about it <laughs> <laughs> which we let's still have 700 episodes to do of yeah <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah keep let's... releasing games faster than we can cover i know i know sure. yeah yeah like, I, I hate this stupid series and this stupid fucking company also let's spend multiple hours of our lives every <laughs> single week talking about it until we die um <laughs> well we come up to like the final gate with these uh with our daycare and we get attacked by those uh electric Roombas that we so, saw before. Okay, so I actually take it back. I had some characters still alive in the WRO after this scene. The electric Roombas killed the rest of them. While I was looking for items, I was like <laughs> I was like looking for things and I heard like ah and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I ran back and like they're all dead and a bunch of Roombas are coming after me. I'm like, what? I can't remember what chapter it happened to me on, but it was the same sort of thing where the mission came up and it was like, save the WRO soldiers. And you had to like run somewhere else or they were like in another screen. And I was looking around for them, trying to find them. And I just heard, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then I finally found them and they were all dead. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. And I'm not going to restart. Like this game you know cheats. It would be worth to me actually looking back at all of my like streams and my VODs or like, or listening to the podcast and like, putting all this together and being like out of all the savable WR members in the entire game, if we added them all together, how many have I saved? Cause there's probably like a hundred savable WR members across the game. And I've probably saved like five. <laughs> See, I don't feel guilty about this. I don't think their blood is on my hands, my Vincent Valentine hands. I think <laughs> it's easy to just blame this all on Reeve. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Reeve should it, not have put those explosive barrels where I was shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Reeve should not have trained his soldiers to ex exclusively run directly into our fucking <laughs> like, gunfire. Reeve should not have told his child soldiers that explosive barrels are fine as coverage. They're filled with pickles. That's why they're, <laughs> they're filled with them. pickles. Exactly. So yeah, after that gate, we finally get to offload these uh, WRO members, right? We get to offload the one coward guy. Yes. At least... Yeah. <laughs> the singular WRO member, depending on how you played it. Who who sees? We see a vending machine and a uh, commander comes through, and everyone runs to him like they're getting picked up by their parents at the daycare. Like <laughs> commander, yeah, the, the, the scared guy goes commander. <laughs> like that's really good. Um, and he has like 
the silly kind of macho military voice, you know, Vincent Valentine, thank you for your assistance. He's the same guy that got killed by Rosa when we first saw her. <laughs> oh, that's right. Where did everyone go? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, he tells us, uh, he, he gives us the video game speech. To reach the central complex, you must proceed through this maze of de- decommissioned train cars. You must However, hit the X button at the right time. <laughs> It's However, on the back of the CD case. You must quickly yeah. send us the first 16 characters on the front of your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Valentine needs help. <laughs> Are you a bad enough dude to save him? <laughs> Just send the 16 numbers on your credit card, the expiration date, and the three numbers on the back to every FNFF at gmail.com. <laughs> Try that, kids at home. <laughs> um, anyway, he tells you what to do. Uh, Vincent says once again, it's like, however, I've received reports that beyond the grave are some of the enemy's most powerful defenses. That's <laughs> all, how video games work. Call yeah. power creep. <laughs> and he goes, all right, I'll see what I can do. And the, the WR members like, oh, wait, I can't let you go without backup. And Vincent says, no, you heard what you heard what Sid said. Your job is to live. If you come with me, the chances are you'll all die. And Vincent's right. <laughs> yeah, he's you can't fault the man. He is yeah. he is 100 percent right about Cause that because I, I saved none of them. So I, I don't I, I don't know if that takes into account your accuracy stat. Maybe it is. Maybe he says something better if you're better at this game, but he is he is right on the money that they will die. There is actually a alternate line, depending, I think, if all the... I forget what the stats are. I shouldn't point this out because I was extracting audio, but he does say if you come with we, cha- uh, chances are you won't make it. I think it depends. Like if For some reason, it's like if only the females like soldiers live, he'll say something different or the other way around. Oh, really? Weird. It's, it's weird. It's like it's just like one. Like, why? Why does that matter? Interesting. <laughs> it depends interesting. on if uh, you're the girl reading this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the opposite of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Come with me if you want to die. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So he, um, so Vincent's allowed to continue on, and there's a kind of a cool little section where like. I think this is very much like the original FF7 train graveyard where you're going through the trains sometimes, you're walking around the trains other times. Um, yeah. Kind of. There's no pushing of trains. Yeah, no pushing of trains. Yeah, true. No ghosts to be seen. Much to my chagrin, no ghosts. All the true. ghosts have left. <laughs> Ever since everyone moved out, there's no one left to haunt, so they kind of packed up their ghost bags and left. Yeah, they all moved to Edge. Now, I think... This is the point with the... Um... Yeah, there's another stage where, like, you get through the first graveyard, uh, and there's not really much happening, but as soon as you pass through another door, you see, stage mission, save the surviving WRO members, <laughs> yes, and they the immediately answer. get fucking mortared. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, like, as they die while stage mission is still on the screen, the two, which yeah. is like, oh, no. Yeah, nobody, uh, just, I should point out, nobody has any fucking chill when, like, stage mission comes up on screen. Like, <laughs> guns are a firing and you can't see shit because you're looking at, like, the logo up front where it's like, here's your new mission. I'm like, I can't do this now. I'm playing the game. So are those ones scripted to die? I assume those two are because I, I, mean, I think they're just red shirts where they're supposed to kind of just demonstrate like, oh, there's people. Um, you know what? Up in the crow's nest. Shadimp actually said something about that specifically while I was playing it. I can look for it. Yeah, because I think that's the one that I was thinking of where I heard people in the distance getting shot at and I hadn't made it there yet. And then I run in and they immediately get hit with a rocket and die because it's pretty immediate. Hmm. Let me see if I can find it here. Here we go. Those TWR soldiers are meant to blow up if you get too close to them unless the enemy in front of them has already been defeated. Okay. Oh, so you might be able to save them. You can save them if you don't get close to them. 
Well, that's weird. Damn, that's, so they're scripted uh, to die as soon as you get close to them. But if you can take out the enemies that they're firing at before you get close to them, they can actually live. It's real rogue from X-Men rules. Like, <laughs> cannot get too close or you will harm them. It's a metaphor for Vincent. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's why he's so standoffish. Why he's so sundetti. I couldn't, I couldn't take out all these dudes on the uh, on the water tower and the turrets. I couldn't take them out, so I just left them and I just dodged <laughs> around the train cars. Yeah, I think you can, uh, you can't hit them with materia. Uh, mostly, yeah, it's so frustrating with the rifle. You you can't you can't hit them if you have um, fire, fire because fire will explode and like do uh, area of effect damage. And I was able to kill like two of them with that, but I ran out of materia, so or ran out of uh, mako, I guess. Yeah. But they're ruthless. They're like have turrets. They're just firing from above, and it's really hard to like get cover. It's hard to get cover and yeah. also like kind of land the uh, reticle on them. Agreed. Yeah, and especially because they are you basically they shoot them in the head, and this reticle wants to lock into their chest, which is guarded by the turret shield. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just use the scope, um, the rifle. Mm. I just said fuck them. <laughs> I yeah. just moved on. <laughs> fuck them and the WRO. I told them to stay away. <laughs> but now, interestingly, in the next section. As soon as like we go into like a train like garage, I guess. A yeah, warehouse, right? yeah. And immediately once you walk into that garage on the right is another Omega report that I was again, I was playing this on stream that I walked by and then someone on stream was like, oh, you walked by the Omega report. I turned around, walked by it again, <laughs> turned around, walked by it again. <laughs> and they were like, no, you keep missing it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it the is Benny like... The Hill theme was, was playing. We were all <laughs> laughing at Curtis. It's tucked away pretty... I mean, like, it, it's right there. It's not far yeah. away from you. But, like, unless your camera angle is correct, you can't see it. I'm, I'm watching my playthrough now, and I definitely missed that. But I, I saw you when you did it. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's easy to miss. Uh, you ca It's kind of one of those things where it's, like, not on the critical path like you're gonna you have to kind of circle around and be exploring for it and you have to have like curtis said your your camera in the right angle to even see it right right mm. hold on i'm looking at this the brady guy to see if it points it out if i knew where it was memory capsule one where is it what is that shout out to brady and all his great guides thanks brady who who is brady is this tom brady who's brady is he of the brady bunch is it Brady from the Brady Bunch? Is that is that who that is? <laughs> the famous Brady from the Brady Bunch. You know, I have my my Twitch stream up that I'm looking at right now, and I'm tempted to just start watching some other like Twitch stream while we podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spike Vegeta playing Final Fantasy Nine. What? Hell yeah, we got to get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. Come on the pod. We're in the middle of this episode, and Kurt was like, "I wish I wasn't talking about George of Service right now. I wish <laughs> I was watching someone else play a video game." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, damn, you guys ever played FF9? That game's good. Yeah. <laughs> Despite what I just said about the Final Fantasy series and Square. <laughs> fucking bastards. Uh, we're in the warehouse, and we, and we uh, find a surviving WRO member kind of uh, hunkered down in a, inside a, a car, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, like, delirious, right? He's, I kind of like the trope of, like, the soldier who's hiding out and is, like, whips out his gun and out of, like, reflex because he's just been holding out for so long and yeah, his yeah. wits about him. Yep. Classic cool action movie thing. Yeah. There's no way out of here. None. I looked all over, but found nothing. It looks like we're both stuck in here. And then immediately Shulk says there's a way out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She calls. Vincent's phone starts going off. No, actually, he calls her this time. Oh, does he? Oh, does he? He does. That's right. He does. He calls 1-800-SHULK-WHAT'S-UP. Uh, oh, and I noticed this, too. Somebody pointed out while I was streaming, but I did notice it. I'm proud of it. Uh, when he 
talks to Shelk on his phone. His phone screen, like background wallpaper or whatever, is like a shot of Shelk standing in front of like a bunch of monitors looking really cool. And I was just like, that's amazing. Who made this? Like, <laughs> who, t- who took this picture? And I like to believe that it was like in a screen transition in between, like, while we were on the Shara, right? Like, we're like talking to Shelk. And like, before we leave, we're like, hey, wait, you know what would be great? <laughs> Just get a shot of this. Before we left uh, WRO headquarters, we had to head up to PR and like get Shulk's paperwork. That's all right. In order and, and like they get a picture of her for her like badge and everything. Yeah. And that gets put into the system. That's right. Before she uh, gets to do her IT work. <laughs> yeah. That way she could get benefits as well. Yeah. I think it's cute. Though. Yeah. Right. The, the healthcare. The dental's pretty good, but the healthcare sucks. Not as good as Deep Ground, but you know, <laughs> you got to pick your battles. <laughs> also, when, uh, when, she picks up the phone. She always calls Vincent Vincent Valentine, like both of his I names. I love it so much. She always says it kind of sleepily and not quite a question, not quite a statement. It's Vincent kind of, Valentine. Yeah, yeah. She says it in the way that that like Alexa or Siri will say, like, my bloody <laughs> Valentine. Now playing by yeah, yeah. my bloody Valentine. Actually, what if that isn't even her... Uh, answering it's just like the you know it was when you uh you say your name after the beep yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she had to program the name for the dial by name directory which requires you to record your your uh your name first for some reason well if she's it she probably had to set it up for him you know (laughs) he doesn't know how to use a fucking phone either way she says there's a um an exit just on the other side of this warehouse that we're like about to pass through anyway yeah yeah we would have found it without her help. <laughs> but Those it's guys a, like, uh, I looked everywhere except for the only place remaining on the map that I haven't gone yet. <laughs> I trust like, this well. one guy to tell me that there's literally no way out of here. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, the next area is kind of like swarmed with some pretty strong enemies. Oh, yeah. No, that dude who yeah, was holding out would have been fucking turned into cream corn. Like, if, <laughs> if he fucking tried Just to go down a pile of goo. <laughs> yeah, he would have been picoed. Yeah. <laughs> P- Pika that guy, oh. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Once again, uh, yeah, they do say, like, but beware, like, the guys up front uh, ahead are pretty strong. Yeah. Which everyone's been saying to Vincent. I like that she says, she goes, um, you probably won't even break a sweat, but I still figured I'd let you know <laughs> about yeah. these guys. That's pretty good. She's become quite the homie. Yeah. 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 No, yo, she has like a great redemption art coming up, actually. It's really good. I do like her kind of, I mean, this may just, this line may be part of that whole, like, uh, I care about you, but I don't want to show it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. I'm not doing this for you. I'm just doing it because I have to kind of thing. I would say I'm not a very sappy individual, but like, I do love a good, like, Yo, homie, homies is strong together story. And (laughs) like, I love that shit. And so being like, (laughs) yo, actually, if we make Shulk into a homie, she will be even more powerful. And I'm like, yes. Shout out to Monica Magica. (laughs) The ultimate tale of homie strength. I don't know. That one's like become a magical girl for your homies and suffer like unending hell. And suffer horribly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the next section after we leave the um, the train warehouse, is kind of a mini boss fight because there are yeah. two sweepers and the deep ground commander. Oh yeah, here's the sweepers. That's right. 
That's right. I didn't know which one the deep ground commander was. I just shot everybody and then I had killed them. He was the guy who just would not die on stream today for you. I did not even notice that there was a boss health bar. <laughs> I just ran through this entire thing. Yeah, it's the deep ground commander. Like, it's it's just a boss health bar. And I was just running around and shooting all the enemies, killing the sweepers and stuff. And then I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Because I just kept unloading on him. And I was like, how is this guy taking this many shots? And then right before I killed him, I noticed the boss bar. And I was like, oh, that oh. makes so much sense. I couldn't I couldn't tell that like I wasn't killing him because I kept missing. <laughs> so I just assumed <laughs> that he was like I like saw the damage numbers and I was just like, oh my god, this this enemy is just oh. unbeatable. Yeah, you were just like, why won't this guy die? And I was like, uh curse, look up look at the top of the screen. <laughs> I see, I see. I mean, I didn't know either, actually. Um... I, I see in this game I shoot first and I ask questions later. Yeah. Usually on this podcast. <laughs> is when I ask the questions that are then answered quickly thereafter. <laughs> but likely you kill the sweepers and the other soldiers before you de before you defeat the deep ground commander and get the key card. Yeah. And we go into the tunnel. Oh, but before we go into the tunnel, um, mm -hmm. after we beat the commander, he summons more of those Roombas, right? Oh, no. And then when you kill all the Roombas, they drop... Adjuster? They start sweeping up your friend who got uh. turned into Pico de Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> it clogs them up. <laughs> they just Damn, you know what? I could really go for like a quesadilla after this, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll get some, some nice Mexican food tonight. Get some, get some of that um that Gallo. <laughs> anyway. Oh, they're called red saucers, apparently. That's very funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> they're marinara. Uh, there is a very sneaky memory capsule, or whatever it's called, mm -hmm. underneath one of the trains here. Yeah, it's true. They're under so many trains. Yeah, yeah. You see yep. a train, you gotta check under it. That's the yep. rule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bunch of those Roombas come out, and once you take care of them, at least for me, they all instantly dropped items, and three of them were accessories. L-adjuster, M-adjuster, and S-adjuster. That's right. Which uh, is supposed to be accuracy enhancers for different lengths of shots. Um, oh. Which, after talking to Shadimp about it a little bit afterwards, he informed me that the L-adjuster does nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just does not work. Is it one of those classic video game things um, where it's like, oh yeah, it's supposed to work like this, but it just doesn't? You know what, speaking of which... Real Final Fantasy 1 energy. I've been playing Final Fantasy 6 Pixel Remaster recently, and... I think it was the right decision to fix the glitches for it. I think that's the right decision because you get to experience it like kind of as intentioned. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with George Lucas's original vision, yeah, it was still very weird at first to be like, wait, blind works. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like I would like miss things and I'd be like, no, I want everybody to have maximum like accuracy all the time. Like the original <laughs> FF six. I think they should do what like legacy synthesizer companies do and just have like a toggle switch that lets you change the different revisions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that'd do you be want good. this filter or this filter? You can, like go in your menu, like enable glitches. Yeah. To that would keep be good. it like the authentic experience. That would be dope, actually. I, I agree. Oh, you know what? You literally in my stream typed in the word. He has a health bar up top, buddy. <laughs> About the commander. <laughs> yeah. So, well, whatever. Mr. Commanderson has effectively been killed. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we ended up going uh, underground now. That's not even half my health bar, buddy. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> we go through a, like a corridor tunnel. Um, there are a few. There's more dudes at the end. Okay. A, kind of a access tunnel where there's a, a few heavy armed soldiers and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but once we pass through, we do end up in a pretty suspiciously empty, large. That's right. That's uh, right. Train graveyard. Yeah. Right. You can get, you can hide inside some of them. Like the sides are open, so you can kind of pass through. Yep. Good for cover from above. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, the first thing I noticed when I ran out here was that there's some sort of missiles just flying down from the from the sky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now those are those don't interact with you, but a bunch of you will see like increased bombardment i guess yeah i love that the skybox has like animations in it that's yeah so cool. it's super good it's super good actually this is where i noticed uh how dark the sky had become by this point too mm-hmm. um, it could easily be like chalked up to just like gunfire and war smoke and shit also kind of smogging up things true true but it's also getting dark uh lamp lanterns are turned on but uh this time she'll calls us yes. as we uh well, we have to like watch the other end of the, the area first. I feel like this would have benefited from a triggering cutscene as soon as you enter the area. Yeah. But yeah. it does give us a chance to kind of scout out and stock up before this cutscene because there is a, uh, I think, a, a shop on like the west end. There are a lot of shops in this area. Like, in, at least in, on normal in this mode. chapter. Yeah. At yeah, least yeah, on the American mode. Yeah. Yeah, true. in the American mode. Apparently, a lot of these were revised and taken out of the. Um, the harder difficulties, or they were never in the Japanese version of the game. Right, right. They just put like a merchant in every boss fight, so you can just like time Dude, out. They're and... they're all classic, over uh, the place in the American yeah. version. They're everywhere. Classic, uh, you know, Japan just being like, "Well, America's a bunch of babies, so let's not give them Super Mario Brothers two, the lost <laughs> levels, because they are not lost here." This is Dirge of Cerberus easy type. Yeah, this is actually called Doki Doki Dirge of Cerberus. To be but... fair, we did get the better version of Mario two, but <laughs> Mario two, yeah, Mario two US. Say it's pretty fucking good. It's really fucking good. And then you play <laughs> Lost Levels Burnout. and you're like, oh, this kind of blows. <laughs> yeah, Lost Levels is just mean. That was like, yeah. <laughs> Miyamoto was like really just dialing up the cruelty. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, you yeah. know what? Fuck anyone who likes these games. The real Mario 2 begins here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to level up adaptability to get all the iframes. <laughs> sucks, dude. That's right. Uh, yeah, we get a call from Shulk. Uh, she says you've reached the central complex. So I'm thinking actually the pillar of like where where the like the underplate meets the the top plate. Oh, yeah. Proceed up to reach the plate surface. <sighs> What's wrong? The approaching deep ground squat. No, it's nothing. I'll contact you again. And then she warns us about aerial troopers. Yeah. It's like why does she say no? It's nothing though. Unless she just wants to, like, uh, calm I down. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I feel like Maybe I definitely missed the context else? there. I don't know. Yeah, because she's like, the approaching deep ground squat, no, nothing, never mind. Like, <laughs> I feel like she kind of does that a lot, where she'll start saying something and then be like, oh, wait, never mind. Yeah. And it's, like, very, like, suspicious. It is, it is, yeah. I don't know exactly what she means by that. Yeah, but she says, aerial troopers, good luck, Vincent. And, yeah, this is uh, very much, uh, they, they can fly now. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, they fly now. Star Wars would say <laughs> they fly now. Yeah, they can fly now. I like how goofy their fucking jetpacks look. They're yeah. cool. They have little like actual like stability uh, like airplane wings and shit, which I think is kind of yeah. Neat. I mean, they look like they're function like more functional than like a backpack one would be. It, you know, it kind of looks like a like a drone. You know, like one that you would put a camera on and stuff and get cool mm-hmm. shots of like you know the Ben Franklin Bridge or whatever the fuck. Like, it looks like like a very tiny like. Uh, the tiny bronco like it's like the piece yeah. of a, the tail of the tiny bronco and just strapped it to someone's back yeah so uh, it has like, yeah, like the forward thrusters and the upper thrusters 
Yeah, it looks much more realistic, but in, in the jetpacks that I know and love, I want them to be bulky and goofy looking and dumb. Yeah, but these are called the Shrikes. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, what was that? We get another cool, like, uh, thermal vision screen of one of one of the Shrikes approaching Vincent with him yes, in the point yeah. of screen. Yeah, do we get Vincent's blood type on that still? Is it A? Yeah. yeah. A t- type A. A for oh, the yeah. grade I get in not every chapter. <laughs> Um, Gender male. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we fight these bosses, or I guess they're not really bosses. It's kind of like a mini boss. It's like maybe. a hive mind, I guess. It's weird that they all share one health bar. Mm-hmm. They're like that, that first Demon Souls boss where we have to like <laughs> yeah. throw the fire bombs and get in there and get them. Right. Yeah, the one that does have a very optimal strat. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely an optimal strat that I'm not good at and I always <laughs> fuck it up. Um, they're, they're not too bad, only because there is ample cover in this area. So like... I think you're intended to like get up next to the trains or go hide in them and like kind of peer out and snipe them. And if you do that, it's not too bad. Because I don't think they ever ground. I think they always just kind of float. Yeah, they're always kind of just flying around. Above train height, so they can kind of just circle around. This would be way more fun with a light gun, you know, House of the Dead style. (laughs) (laughs) This is is a good boss. I I felt like this was pretty good. Yeah, this was was good. Um, I I didn't find it too difficult. I didn't even notice that you could take cover. I was just like, I have one move, and my move is run and gun. And that's all I will (laughs) ever do. And I, yeah, I didn't really have too much trouble. I do wonder sometimes if, like, the control of this game and, like, the way it kind of works is, like, just not quite good enough to have, like, puzzle bosses and stuff like that. Where, like, you really, really genuinely have to use the the cover to be able to win. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah, like it's definitely. the strategy, but there's maybe not quite enough strength or depth in the in the fighting in this game. Because, like, you know combat this game- in this game feels fine. It's not incredible yeah. but it feels it's not fine. spectacular it's not broken and terrible to do it's, yeah, it's a yeah. solid pass it's yeah. fun to play i think the best way that i can think to describe the gameplay of this game is it's a really solid first attempt at a thing that if they followed this up with a sequel or just like yeah. use this engine in another game they yeah. would have like fine-tuned it and made it way more like an fps like of the time that have become, you know, how first-person shooters are now. Like, this came out yeah. after Halo, so... Also, the, the speed and strength of it for the PS2 is very impressive. I bet mm-hmm. if this came out later, it would be much, much tighter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would be genuinely excited if they remade this game. Oh, yeah, it would probably be super fun. Yeah. Or even something like it, like, would be neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe... Yeah, maybe with remake and, and uh, whatever Ever Crisis thing, we'll like maybe stoke some interest for it. We're gonna get Dirge of Irving from FF8 finally. <laughs> Yo, I would love that. Can he <laughs> double jump? <laughs> I would hate and love that. I would be like, oh he, no, uh, more of this he, clown. I I do not like that character at all. <laughs> Square, stop pretending like FF8 doesn't exist anymore. Give us more shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, at least they gave us the remaster. For a while, I was like, they're just not going to remaster that one. I, you like know the what? only I was one so that happy. didn't have a remaster. Fucking props to that. That was great. When I heard the remaster was announced, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so happy. Yeah. So happy. I think that was announced right when we came up with the idea for this podcast. We, I think That's we uh, talked about it on the, on the podcast. Because I remember Sorry. seeing that and being like, oh shit. 
I need to go through and I really want to replay Final Fantasy 7 before remake, but I also really want to play Final Fantasy 8 again because I love that game. And I also have... I want to play every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> but my brain is is shitty and I have to assign everything to a project in order to actually st- like stay with it. And then Welcome you like, to the every FNF podcast. <laughs> yeah, Curtis, you were just like, I have an idea that I don't think anyone would do with me other than maybe you. Like, that sounds like a dumb idea. Let's do it. That sounds like podcast of paradise, every FNFF origin. <laughs> <laughs> We're three homies. That's right. Is that three player co op? Yeah, it is. Damn, what? We need to. We need to do that. Uh, it looked, yeah, I we do. Was gonna download the demo just to see how it feels because, but every, it looks totally dumb, and everyone's like, "This is like the Metal Gear Rising for this generation." Yeah, it's it's fucking great. pretty much Final the Fantasy only thing. I haven't seen much about it. Um, and anyone I've seen talking about it says it fucking rules. So that's all I need yeah, to hear about great. it. Like, I have no expectations. I don't care about it at all. So I know I'm gonna fucking love it. Did you see the uh, the Tonberry gif? The can you pet the Tonberry? Have you seen that? <laughs> I don't think so. That's so good. It's like you know, how, like the dude, like he'll like turn things into these red crystals and shatter them or whatever. There's just like a Tonberry that's just standing there minding its own business, and like he runs up to it and grabs it and is like, and like it turns into a bunch of red crystals and then he breaks it apart, like murders this Tonberry. Well, I mean, it was it was him or the Tonberry, you know. That's fair. Well, yo, he's gonna get Chef's knife for that later. Killer be killed, yeah. but those motherfuckers. <laughs> this guy's so mad. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think that's that's the end of that chapter. Do you, should we talk that's about the end of that chapter? There's the cool cutscene where um, the final Shrike is like gunning him down. Oh yeah, he fucking whoops this dude's ass. He does. He does a little hop. Oh yeah. He springs off the the train, hops off of the lamppost, and does a cool ass like uh, knee bash into this guy's face and then does a, a, a kick i'm watching in real time <laughs> a flip in a little trinity matrix flip Hell it's yeah, fucking cool and it feels extra matrixy because we're getting that this big brassy hold if it it just straight feels extra if it wasn't uh you know the bullets or the explosion of the fucking jetpack blowing up that killed him <laughs> he definitely would have just died from like blunt trauma to like his ribs <laughs> and just chest and, and head like vincent straight up just Beat the shit out of this Stop guy to it. death. He's already dead. Extremely good. Extremely cool. But uh, yeah, and that's our, our first score screen. Yep. Yeah. How do y'all do? A. I do not remember mine. I got a bunch of S's this time, and I still got an A. And I think it's because of my critical hits were the only thing that I had a C on. Damn. But like, that's not fair. I don't get to determine that role. Yeah, that's that's completely random, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I got a B, I know. I just I don't have the actual specs. Yeah, though. I got a B. Um, I didn't collect all the Mako, which is disappointing. Um, critical I hits, did. I, got I was very proud of myself. I sustained a lot of damage, as always. Pretty decent accuracy at 60%. And 74 targets like, destroyed. I think nice. I had like five WRO guys died on my watch. Yeah. Out of the nine. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, let me get to those. Let me get to that screen. Yeah, so uh, escort the WRO squad uh, to the central complex or whatever squad survivors i got was five out of five hell Ooh. yeah save the surviving wro members there's nine of them i saved exactly one of the them. chosen one <laughs> i'm gonna say that that wasn't my fault i feel like that was the game being shitty well you saved one more than i did <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah oh i guess you can not defeat the deep ground commander because apparently because it can you kick your ass or what gives you a stack for that Interesting. So I yeah. I killed him. I think we all did. So it was one out of one. I think there are some things yeah. that are just like mandatory. Yeah, like, maybe well, it's I just free boy, points. I guess the boy doesn't count. Like I was thinking about the thing. Like, oh, yeah, this is one out of one or whatever. Well, I didn't save any WRO members. Yeah, well, you're on your own, buddy. It was 
It was a team effort, Curtis. Fuck and it, it's not all your fault. It was a team effort, and I was the only one. <laughs> and you know what letters are in team? M and E. Me. It's the Sid logic where one of them fell, and then all of the ones behind him also fell. Yes, it was, it it was, was right. It was, you couldn't. You couldn't. Can't beat yourself uh, up. They should have waited on the bus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that'd be a good time to uh, recharge, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Let's take a break my leg in half. You can get an auto reloader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw that and I was like, that it, it's like 20,000 gil or something. I'm like, that sounds super helpful and super cool. And then I was also like, maybe that's just a huge waste of money because. Yeah, Vincent already <laughs> auto reloads. <laughs> I don't trust these game guides because I, I'm still torn by the uh, Professor Oak saying, save your master ball for a Fero. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yeah, that was in the Wild West days of uh, like video game uh, Wait, publications, what? I guess. In like old uh, player guide for Pokemon, it was like, remember, there's only one Master Ball in the game, so use it on something good, like <laughs> like a Fero or. Oh my God, I'm reading it right now. I'm I'm looking at it right now. That reminds me of some graffiti that was on <laughs> one of the bathroom stalls in my high school, which was I wasted my Master Ball on a Zubat, which was just kind of a staple in my high school. Of everyone it sounds like a, like a Fall Out Boy song or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a, po- a post-punk band. Yeah. Anyway, Wild. so we are inside the complex. Inside the complex. Into the complex again. <laughs> you know it's a complex because we're indoors. and uh, That's right. Instead of a train graveyard, this is like a train birthing canal i think um curtis described this as a box factory (laughs) (laughs) certainly is a crate factory like all the crates that we can destroy for goodies all the pinata crates the cargo crates uh there are so fucking many here yep it is a crateful area absolutely (laughs) so crates so 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 crates um yeah uh, there's a bunch of crates there we meet a couple wro members um there is a turret here that you can get in and shoot a bunch of uh, deep ground soldiers that walk out of a door. And I thought that maybe I would accidentally kill the WRO members with the turret if they got in my way. And they immediately just ran in front of the turret. And I was like, you bastards. <laughs> like, I, I don't think the there's friendly fire in there normal isn't, mode. There isn't. Maybe not Somebody even told in me that later, yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, what's nice about all these boxes is you can build up a huge chain. Like, I had... I think like 18 chain Ooh. at one point, which means like nice. my first shot will be massive damage. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, uh, that that machine gun that's there, the uh, or the uh, the turret that's there, uh, Shadow actually told me about a glitch that you can do there to get infinite machine gun ammo, where I think it's if you have zero, oh. if you have zero machine gun ammo and you like get into the turret and then get out of it, you have like one bullet and it just will shoot nonstop. Wow. I think it's That's only cool. it, this glitch only exists on this turret and I think the one in chapter 10. Mm, which is pretty interesting. weird. And it, apparently it's pretty easy to do. I haven't tried it, but it seems pretty cool. He sent me a video of it. That rules. That is cool. Yeah. I like the one off like I guess it's the only room you see this, but there's uh train cars that are very like ornate and I guess this is like very upper plate looking train cars. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice that. That's a good point. They're cool. Yeah, Corey would love these things. <laughs> They're also, I mean, some of them are knocked over on their side and shit, but uh, a lot of them are kind of upright and look well kept up. So, yeah, yeah, probably for the upper plate. Beautiful trims or special events. It's like the tr- uh, it's like the jolly trolley that comes through. 
in uh, on, on the septa line. It's just a completely decked out whatever uh, season it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> also down here, actually, actually, it was in the room before the turret. Now that I think about it, but there is um, a large train complex that just has like. 60 fucking boxes yeah. <laughs> like item boxes around they're everywhere yeah i think you need to use a key card to get in there um and i think there's some items and stuff there's yes. a, on top of one of the like shipping containers um is a limit breaker but in order to get on there you have to jump on small boxes like non-destructible ones yeah uh, and while i was doing that i was like wait this game was designed around only having one jump so let me try and get up there without the double jump. And I was trying to do it and I couldn't get it. And I was just like, fuck this. And I like double jumped and then saw that it was a limit breaker. I'm like, did they put a limit breaker up here <laughs> that you had the only way you could get it was by using the double jump from your limit? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, I was probably just bad. In the Japanese version, double jump only exists when you're in limit break mode. I did not yeah. know it did, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've been thinking about that a lot as I like kind of play through. This is just a troll where like, I'm going to turn into alien beast to see Get what's this up cool there item and then it's like here you go it's like good job buddy <laughs> yeah. it's all for naught. sorry you came all this way here you can have it back yeah <laughs> um yeah so once we enter the uh the little door off the hallway that we can fire the turret into there is a a small like command center station yeah i feel like this is like partially because of like all the gates i feel like they really don't want people from the lower plates traversing to the upper plates that yeah. easily yeah yeah control room like you said maybe a little security station or something a little small one there's only like two consoles in here um and then at the end of the at the end of the room there's a ladder that takes us up to a little catwalk where we get another mission to avoid the aerial mines yeah um also the ladder takes fucking forever to go up because Vincent climbs extremely slowly. It's weird playing Elden Ring and actually like climbing ladders snake fast. Snake eater. It, it, it reminds me of um Time for Snake. It reminds Still me Still in a dream. Sorry. When <laughs> when Bonfireside Chat was doing their season on Demon Souls, they were talking about how fucking slow climbing up a ladder in Demon Souls is. And Gary Butterfield was like, I am a man in my thirties and like I am like I take my time when I am on ladders because <laughs> if I fall I will just fuck my life up forever. He's like, <laughs> and I climb ladders faster than the fucking character in Demon Souls. <laughs> I mean, have you all tried climbing a ladder that goes straight up? It's a lot harder than you think. I think I used to uh, in like the auditorium in my high school. I think the last time I climbed a straight up and down ladder, actually, Alex, was with you when we were exploring like a warehouse where we used to have band practice at. Yeah, I think we were waiting for Carl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, we used to uh, record the podcast, the Final Fantasy X season there. Two seasons ago. That was no. our pandemic uh, socially distant uh, pod area. And now we're even more distant. Now we just, yeah, now it's not as big of a threat to us. Uh, but we are completely remote. I get trying to climb up a ladder and imagine having a gun in one hand and also really long True. feet. And those pointy ass fucking shoes. Those shoes though. Oh goodness, yeah. Probably slipping all around all the place. I, we, we've talked about Vincent's feet and are, are his feet really big or is they, are they just big shoes? Is <laughs> is it, it, yeah, is it a sideshow Bob thing? I was gonna say, is it like... Square Enix, show us Vincent's feet. Do, would we be able to... Um, accurately show that he is the criminal in the case because of his large foot versus Krusty the Clown's small foot, or is it reverse? Is he a Krusty or is he a Sideshow Bob? I think um, we have, there. you know, I, I don't want to toot our own horn too much, but like we have some people who listen to our podcast. <laughs> there's a couple, right? We have some people yeah. who listen to our podcast now. And I am sure that out of them, there's probably some like 
decent artists, right? Like some people probably have deviant art accounts, and I'm calling on you, listener, to draw us some Vincent Valentine feet. Send us I, Vincent I want to see those feet. feet. <laughs> if you send us Vincent Valentine feet pics or tweet them at us, I personally will retweet every one of them <laughs> and rank them and rank them. No, I don't want to rank them. Your art is great. It's always 10 out of 10, <laughs> but I will retweet them. It will all be 10 out of 10. Absolutely. I start paying attention to a lot of feet in this game primarily because I love you, Alex. Azul has giant ass feet. <laughs> and it's like someone's probably drawn Azul barefoot, but I also noticed that his concept art versus his in-game art, his in-game feet are so flat. And the same is for Sid. Sid has like extremely flat feet for some. Well, that that happens if you don't have good arch support. <laughs> Sid also has very flat feet. It's really yeah. strange. They're little flippers. Yeah. But uh, I just posted a picture of him in his Turk outfit. It looks like he just has normal sized feet, but in very thick like work shoe clogs that you'd wear to like <laughs> if you're in the food service, like you don't want oh, yeah. non slip shoes. Ah, uh, I see. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that model of Vincent in a T pose that I've used. I bet, for I bet those are just goth boots. They actually go all the way up, and you can't really see it because they do look almost like platform shoes. <laughs> Either way, they're cool as hell. But anyway, so we're avoiding these aerial mines, which how did you guys do on this little puzzle? Well, there's like uh, eight gates that are just kind of phasing in and out. So you have to kind of like maneuver your way through this catwalk without getting hit by these little mines, right? Yeah. And these gates are RNG. Yeah, I tried to avoid them and then immediately immediately got blown up by one. So then I said, fuck it. I'll just hold forward and see what happens. And I dodged the rest of them perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So. It's yeah, fine. I think um, I that's can't my remember. strat, baby. I think I immediately got hit by one, but then also later on I got a game over, so I just went back and got to do it again for free, and I was able to strategize a little more since I had already okay. gone through it. But um, I will say it's kind of interesting because you are getting locked out by these gates on this little catwalk and trying to avoid the mines, and they do throw a neat little monkey wrench in it by having like a little sniper appear at the end of the catwalk and then shoot down the walk at you. Yeah. So you have to like pick and choose your times to move and then fire back. So that's that kind of interesting. Yeah, I like how they, cool they threw puzzle. that into the mix. I was almost certain that you could crouch just to avoid being hit by the mines. So it, did I. I got hit while I was crouched. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Um. The, those gates are... RNG. I don't know the specifics of it, but I know that um, two of the uh, Shadimp and um, uh, Dynamite Dan were in my chat when I was playing through it, and they were talking about it, and they said that there was a newer runner of the game who was kind of just going through this part, and apparently got like godlike RNG, and just had like almost a clear shot just running straight through, oh, wow. and everyone was like freaking out in the Discord, and everyone was like, oh, how, like, how did this happen and stuff? I just love shit like that, like That's the awesome. god cycle of the, the beam uh, gates <laughs> and the aerial mine mission yeah someday we'll be able to just skip it yeah well yeah i wonder if you can just hover over it now maybe not because of the mines when we get to the uh the end of that hallway too we get a step count will help <laughs> we immediately are put into another mission as soon as we complete that one too. fight the beetleborgs fight the beetleborgs and uh I don't know what exactly you're supposed to do here. Yeah, this this one sucks. <laughs> so the uh, what are they called? What are the beetle robots? The are they the black widows? Black widows. They're basically. So it says destroy the robotic assault units, uh, which are just another black widow. So occasionally the black widows will be running down the hallway, and they they take up the whole hallway. Like they are the size of the hallway. So it's very intimidating seeing them run down the hallway at you. And I think the thing is, once they get to you, they will self-destruct. 
and do just a shitload of damage. I was yeah. able to kill all of none of them before they got to me. So me too. The exact yeah. same. Where like they got to me and then blew up, and I was like, "Cool, did I destroy it?" And was just too close to it, but I killed it. And then no, it, it kills itself by dr- running into a wall. I think is what happens. Interesting. Uh, well, I had backed up all the way to the wall, so it is a little clunky. Yeah. yeah. Fuck and that. also, there was a WRO member in this hallway too. He's like, "Oh my gosh!" And like, so he is dead as shit. So. All right, Peter, my guy. <laughs> what else? Well, yeah, right after that, that room is another jukebox, another shop, and then a choice of whether to go down a hallway to the left or right. And I went left first, and there's a little puzzle room that I was very proud of myself for getting, like for immediately understanding how it worked. It was kind of neat. Yeah, um, I did not understand this puzzle at all. Yeah, I missed it. Um, okay, yeah. So you, so you walk into this room, and there are a ton of... Um, those like card key barriers everywhere, right? And they're in like very weird patterns and you can't walk very far into the room. So if you look around, there are these very, very small little spheres. There's like little black spheres. They're like the bombs that I think the Black Widow dropped when we first encountered one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're little like mines that are kind of like pink and black. Yeah, and they're kind of hidden in the room. They'll be up on boxes or behind boxes and things like that. And you can only see them from certain angles. So you kind of have to maneuver your camera around and like put Vincent in an area where he can actually see them. And you can shoot them and they'll deactivate portions of the barriers so that then you can worm yourself further into the room and have a different sight on the room so you can find other of these little balls to shoot and once you do there's like a couple thousand gill and like a potion in there nothing incredible clever yeah i'm pretty sure there's like two two things of like 1000 gill each and every time i pick up 1000 gill i'm like hell yeah that's another phoenix down because that is all i will be using (laughs) that i'm just always gonna buy a phoenix down if i don't have one Funny you say that. I actually used my first Phoenix down at the end of this hallway. Uh, the other direction. <laughs> yeah, the other direction, there's a t- uh, turret guy. <laughs> there's just a dude on a turret shooting down the hallway, which, like, I've, you know, I've played many shooters. I've played many fierce person shooter games. I've played many action games. And I feel like a dude on a turret in a hallway is truly the best defense of, yeah. like, all time. That shit sucks to deal with. If you had one of those in uh, the Cosmo Canyon um, Fort Condor minigame, uh, yeah. you, you would just need to put one of them there and you're fine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just kind of, like, jumped and zigzagged my way toward him, and I only got hit once or twice. And Yeah, I, I really liked your strat. You got close enough to where he jumped out of that, and then you just punched the shit out of him very slowly yeah. for yeah. a long time because he has yeah. a lot of HP. So this guy, yeah, this guy has, like, a 1,000 HP plus or something like that and if you get close enough he gets out of the turret and so what i did was i just used the first punch in vincent's combo and then i would wait and then use the first punch again so vincent never did the combo but the guy was never able to like start his own attacks and i just sat there and i just unlocked him and it took like a solid two minutes to go through his health because he has a shitload of health 50 50 hp at a time it's yeah it's like dunk Dunk, dunk. <laughs> it was and it really never go funny. anywhere. And I, I'm pretty sure after that you game overed and had to do that, or you didn't. Oh no, no, I did. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You right had to restart I, the level. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then right. you just did the same exact thing again. So it was just you punching the guy in the head over and over and over again. I just yep. used the uh, the rifle and sniped the guy, and it was you know, 
it didn't really take all that long, but I did take a lot of damage because of well, it. Well, where's the comedy genius? Oh, no, <laughs> your strat is so much better. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like a fool that I didn't think of it. So then what was that uh, Hank, uh, Hank of the Hill? <laughs> What's the King of the Hill episode where he's just pushing a guy into the dirt over and over again? <laughs> Vincent of Valentine. Kind of the she. Um, <laughs> but we get another opportunity to uh, aid some WRO members. Yeah, let's right? talk about this one. That's yeah. one I completely missed until I was watching uh, Carl play. Yeah. This is this is an interesting one where there's a like one of those like shield doors down at the end of the hallway. Uh, it has the red thing over it, so you know you can't open it. And it has, and it has a, a gate, like the gates at the bottom, like a key. Uh, uh, what's it called? A, a laser a gate. Key card, laser gate. So um, you can still shoot through it. Yeah, you, yeah. You, but you can see um, some of the WRO guys there, and and I was like, oh, okay, I just need to go and crouch to get through there, and I can help them out. And then you immediately get um, the the prompt to assist the WRO members. I think it's like. I forget specifically what it says, but the mission is to uh, to give them cover. It just says assist the three WRO members. Yeah. You have to give them cover as they are deactivating something. So, as you get up there... I can't really you see that if you're not crouching. Yeah, the, the gate comes up and it locks your progress. So you just see deactivating zero out of 40 and have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So you so, have to crouch and like look down the hallway and you'll see the guy deactivating the thing and a member of Deep Ground will come up directly next to him and start shooting at him. So you just got to take care of that guy. So I didn't know what was happening when I played <laughs> it. So, so I go up to it. I try crouching, but like even then, like unless you're aiming down the scope, you can't see what's down the hallway at all. You can only yeah, like, you need the a sniper scope. Yeah, the camera's just pointing anything. down at Vincent. So I was like, well, I can't do anything here. And then it says, assist the WRO or whatever. And I was like, oh my god. So so there's another door in the hallway, and I was like, okay, well that room kind of heads over in that direction. Clearly, I need to go into this door and run around before these guys are all smoked and killed. And so I run into that door, and then everybody in chat is like, you just locked yourself out of the hidden ending. You need to restart the level. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? This is so terribly done. Yeah, I thought it was like, oh, I need to get the card key from the other room quickly. Like, That's because, what I thought, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just kind of like... card keys can be used in two locations sometimes. So uh, I was like, okay, yeah, if I yeah. take the card key from this room, run back and save them. Yeah, that's what I thought. then they'll give you another card key to get progress. Like, it's, I thought that was what was going to happen. But, like, because I see these guys' ankles, I'm like, oh, shit, something's happening. I better rush to go help them. Yeah. It's really not a good system because, like, as we learned literally last episode, like, last chapter, sometimes the WRO members will be getting fired upon as you are like prompted to help them and you hear this other room of people being like of shooting and stuff there's just a full room of fucking deep ground right next to it so like I just kind of lucked out that I crouched down right as I saw the deep ground guy come out so I was like oh okay I just have to shoot this guy like yeah. my first time through it I had to um I I I ended up getting a game over in the next hallway after this <laughs> but two of the WRO guys died on the way there while the de deactivation was happening um like luckily i got to restart and luckily the checkpoint here isn't too bad it's literally just those black widow uh yeah things yeah. that you have to fight yeah not far and i, will uh, say oh, too, I just realized that the deactivation that's happening is he they're deactivating the 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 gate that's keeping you from going through i was getting ready to say it's not a bomber they anything. really it's, want you to help them which it is important that you do this is one that you want to do yeah uh i wait, i also want to talk about how the guy is deactivating the thing 
Oh my god, I love it. Again, you have to zoom with your (laughs) rifle scope, and it's just like a panel on the wall, and the only animation that this guy has to do anything is just like, do a melee attack. The Halo 1 melee attack. Yeah, like a Halo 1 melee attack. Like, he turns the gun and, like, smacks, you know, the... He's, like, hitting it with the butt of his gun. Yeah, it's incredible. That's how he's deactivating it. He's just doing that, and every time he does one of the elbow things, it does one of the 40 deactivating. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's just breaking this thing. It's funny also because the deep ground soldiers always come up and stand the same exact spot so you can just like leave your yeah. rifle there and just yep. wait for them to walk in front of you which i did the second time and saved all three again until the next hallway where they immediately died so speaking of which yeah so w- once he deactivates the door the gate blocking you is also deactivated and you can progress into that hallway and this is a little side hallway this is not toward like the main goal of the stage um and at the end of that hallway is a a staircase and I did get killed here, but luckily I came back because of a phoenix down, right? So, like, I didn't get game-overed. Yeah, but what's happening is that there's uh, your, your surviving WRO members at the base of the staircase, and there's deep ground soldiers at the top of the staircase trying to uh, charge down at you. But in between, there's uh, explosive barrels, which for some reason cannot be exploded while they're in the middle of rolling down stairs. What the fuck? So yeah. here I am at the they're bottom of the stairs. They're slowly oozing and like, I was just, I was joking like, ah oh, yes, it's the middle of a roll animation. It's an iframe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so they, like, they can blow up. Uh, it just takes a lot more bullets for some reason. It's just as soon as it hits the floor at the bottom of the stairs, it suddenly starts like Yeah, yeah so I was sitting there like again. just plugging these things, shooting away into these barrels being like, what the fuck? Like, why won't they explode? And then they get to the bottom of the stairs where I am explode and it killed me and I was like oh fucking great and your WRO soldiers and the WRO soldiers are killed there yeah I guess because you're the only person who can blow them up I guess the best strategy is just not shoot at them at all I guess so that's how I dealt with the rest of them I wait like I I got up the stairs until they fell off their little perches started rolling down and just left the area and waited to see them roll down to the bottom yeah, but I think that will also probably kill the WRO members if there's anyone still living. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but once we clear out that little staircase, you can go up another ladder that takes forever to climb because Vincent is very slow at climbing a straight ladder. Yeah, we get a G report finally. Yep. Yes. Is this the second one we found? First. First. I think this is the first one that I found. Yeah. I hope so. G report. Yeah, otherwise I gotta go back. This is the taboo. Actually, wait a minute. You know what I did not do? Can you read the G report now? Yeah. Yes, you can. You can go into your uh, into your inventory and read it. But I think we can save that all until we have them all, maybe. There's a lot okay. of it. Okay. I should say, by the way, the Omega report that we got earlier has nothing of consequence in it at all. It's literally just like Omega it's and like Chaos. A I, I wonder what Chaos's deal is and why it has to do with Omega. That's all. That's and all it says. And it has the, the, the poetic Lucrezia ancient prophecy line as well. And it's like, I wonder what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Brady Guide says it wants you to sh- run after the three soldiers that shoot the explosive barrels before they fall. <laughs> Which I guess would make sense to be a safe way to make them blow up. Yeah, I just fucking I guess. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah. if we go back the other direction through the door that me and Alex thought we had to go through the first time, uh, there's a little firefight like room. Yeah, yeah. There's a little like a yeah, like an engine or something in the I middle. I guess it's of the room. more like a power room. It was like Carl was noting that there was just sparks coming off of machinery. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like that's what you want to happen on a giant generator. Is just active electricity <laughs> just flowing off of it. I doubt there's I'm much sure upkeep in Midgar these days. Yeah, it's true. 
if all that electricity is coming out of it, I mean, there must be a ton of electricity inside still working just fine. So <laughs> it's probably fine. It's yeah, all the electricity wants to come out. Yeah, there's just they got too much electricity. This room doesn't have anything really of too much consequence. It's just just lots of dudes, just a bunch of dudes. Which for all you engineers out there, I know that too much electricity is a problem. I'm aware. Yeah, for cowards, <laughs> bastards. You can never have too much of a good thing, and electricity is one of the best. The best things. thing. Yeah. Two soldiers, three sergeants, one commander is in here. Yeah, I didn't even notice that because they were pretty easy to kill. Yeah. And then Can we get the uh, card key. Yeah, we unlock a gate that then leads to an elevator where we have to hit a button in order to open the elevator, open the elevator and then go up the elevator. And then yep. up there, there's uh, another room or like a hallway. Did you catch the memory capsule that was on the elevator shaft going God up? Oh, I did not. No, I did not. Fuck. Curse, you're pointing right at it, too, because you're facing because there's lights that are kind of scrolling down in front of you as you're going up. And there's one uh, memory capsule just rested on top of one of the lights. Oh, really? Motherfuckers. They're sneaky bastards. Very nice. It's really annoying because I I, I couldn't hit it. I'm watching. I'm watching it back right now. Oh, I see it. I didn't even realize it. I didn't. Here's the I literally put my reticle right over it and didn't (laughs) even realize that that's what it was. Here's the reason why that didn't happen for me. I was too busy. I had uh, the the handgun with the short barrel on it and because it's a, a I wonder if you can punch it a small little elevator I was just rotating the camera and it was just Vincent holding up the gun so it looked like the Bugs Bunny Lord forgive me but I'm about to go back to the old me <laughs> so I was just doing that and saying that to chat as I uh, completely missed it <laughs> for the sake of shit posting so once we get to the um, the very top of the elevator uh the elevator doors open, and then we are kind of like assaulted by a bunch of Roombas and some um, missile uh, guys. Right? Yeah, there's, we just call them Roombas. What the fuck are these enemies? Like they're called Red Saucers. I just told you. Yeah, Red, red Saucers, saucers right. or yeah, um, yeah Sentry or robots. robots. They're also the tutorial robot. If you play the tutorial, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's kind of interesting because you can stay on the elevator, and the uh, the Red Saucers cannot get to you. Then the missiles can, but the uh, Red Saucers cannot. Yeah, again, bad news for the WRO members that you're supposed to be supporting, uh, but good news for you, because yeah. <laughs> who cares? Um, yeah, I think it's just those for this stretch right here, right? Yeah. That's it, yeah. We come through a little uh, a little round tunnel, we see one last shop, or is it? One next to last shop, very <laughs> oddly. Before the this big room, which I think is like, I think this is implied that we're like kind of like on the edge of like the top plate. Yeah, I think so. And <laughs> curse, spoil, like... He saw the door open and immediately sees the approaching boss in the next room. Which, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, there's like three doors here and there's the shop. And I walked kind of close to one of the doors and it just opened for just a moment and then closed. And in the like split second that it was open, I saw the boss we were getting ready to fight. And I was like, oh, OK, well, <laughs> hopefully they didn't see me. <laughs> I was about to ask why they wouldn't want like the boss fight to trigger just as soon as you open the door. But. It's good it doesn't because there is like a memory capsule in this area that you will not be able to access again after this fight is over. Yeah, I was able to oh, get it. Oh, interesting. I, I don't think I even saw that. I guess you could get it while, during the fight if you really want to and like risk that. <laughs> if you're just if you're just really feeling fucking sicko mode. Mm-hmm. I, want, I can't remember if I got that one or not, but I, I did have a little bit of downtime in this boss fight where I was just kind of running around and taking cover and trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Well, this boss is Rosso, finally. We're finally going to fight her. Yeah. Um, and she is time. standing very, very epically, right? Like next to this, uh, not a window, but just an opening out into the air. 
And um, yeah, it does, the boss doesn't trigger until you actually get close to her. So you can just kind of run around her in like a 15 foot radius and just go to all the different corners of the room and get the memory capsule and go with the items. And her character models just looking at the door where you came into the room <laughs> at the entire time. So I like snuck around behind her and was like shooting her for funds and stuff like Ugh. yeah, you're, you're definitely just shooting. her. Apparently you can use like the thunder materia to to farm some EXP. Yeah, while, like before the fight starts. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really silly. It's incredible. Yeah, I think, uh, I guess if you haven't played this, if you don't want to like stop at the shop, because there is a shop in this boss room with us if you want to like stop yeah. in mid fight. But if you want to like just collect all the loot in the room before you decide that if you need to buy anything, that would be a cool thing to do. But yeah, uh, Rosa's here. I and love this uh, arena, by the way, that we're going to fight her in. Yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, I feel like the most uh, interesting because so far we've mostly fought people in very square rooms and this is a very kind of round room. Yeah, I am. Because we're at the center of the pillar, I'm guessing. So like when we come out the door, we are we're facing Rosso and behind her is just open air, right? Kind of like you're saying, maybe we're at the, like the edge of the plate or something like that or or just some kind of drop off. But behind her is the moon, but it's like completely covered by like fire and haze and like smoke, right? So it's mist, very cinematic. This is the most Castlevania-esque looking boss fight I think so far because yeah. we have like two gothically dressed pretty people in red, yeah, with the most full ass moon possible. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's really cool. I I like this. Like it, this boss arena really indulges in the stupidness of, of like these characters you know what i mean yeah it's just it's cool i like it a lot yeah cyberpunk vampires it, it rules. Yeah, but once you once you trigger the uh the fight uh, there's a little cut scene where rosso says ah still alive i see and you call yourself human and vincent tries to like s- slap back at her we do see a pile of dead doyoro members too like we do oh, shit. yeah it, yeah it pans well, up She's got one move and it's killing every single WRO member that she can find. <laughs> It'd um, be funny if it was like fucking Metal Gear Solid 3. Like it's just all the bodies that, of people you sa- failed to save or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. That would be really good. Um, but yeah, Vincent tries to like slap back at her. He tries to clap back and says, uh, more human than you. And she's like, more human <laughs> than I. And then laughs and she's like, tell me something I don't already know, darling. Yeah, I'm a Fiat. I traded away my human weaknesses for power long ago. It's the path I've chosen and the path I'll tread. Till I've sucked all life from this pitiful world. And I'm not going to let you get in the way. You've lived long enough, Vincent Valentine. (laughs) And I'll make sure you don't come back this time by slicing you into pieces. Into Pico. (laughs) And then we fight her. And the first phase of Rosso's not bad. No, she's not uh, that rough. She uh, does lots of gun stuff, right? And she's she's yeah. very uh, fast. She's not as fast yeah. as Ink Shelk, where she like kind of teleports, but she's very uh, very quick and hits hard. She's very quick. Yeah, there was a couple times I lost, uh, like I didn't know where she had gone because she's so fast. Yeah, so she's she's really fast, and if you get close to her to try and melee attack her, she will just fucking destroy you with her. Like, it's sword so hard thing. to make. You can't really melee her. I I even tried limit breaker on her. Especially yeah, I think in second you, form, and it's just not worth it. She's so much faster than you. You you hit her a little bit, I think, with melee attacks, like once, but it was like after she had hit you ten times and knocked you yeah. over. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. not worth even going for melee attacks. Yeah, so she does blade slash combo, yeah, which is 100 
10 damage. Uh, her machine gun fire will do 72, which she does mostly. I feel like it's smart to kind of keep like a mid distance from her because I think so. Later on, she will do like have a projectile attack. I think when she's down 20% of her health, she'll do a quick little uh, transformation sequence, right? Yeah. So, Not so only transformation, it just kind of just gets more mad. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so once you take off a certain amount of health, she goes into her second phase where she does more combos on you. Do you know why they call me the Crimson, darling? Let me show you. I was like, damn, I, I, I could never guess. <laughs> her her melee starts coming out more if you're close to her. Turning red, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> and she also starts throwing her, um, like, bladed weapon. And it, uh, it curves around things. So, like, this arena has a lot of, like, those little almost generators or power stations in the middle of it. That you can use that you can use to hide from her fire and she can use to hide from your fire. But her weapon curves, so it'll actually curve around these to hit you. So you have to like maintain a like close proximity to them to be able to get out of the range of that attack. Yeah, her boomerang uh fire. I apparently the guide says you um if you're tricky enough, you can actually dodge them by running towards where they're coming from because they won't be able to like bend back fast enough. So you can actually kind of kind of duck under them. Interesting. I was able to dodge some, but I felt because if you go far away from it, it'll be able to correct its like trajectory pretty yeah. well. But if you go towards it, it'll like not be able to hit you. Properly, you did better than I did, Curtis, when you were trying to dodge them because mm. the first couple didn't hit you. I think the first they did, couple like, didn't. Yeah. With me, I immediately started getting hit and I was like, okay let me think of what I can do to avoid this. And I tried taking cover and like it just the way I didn't take cover fast enough. So it kind of went through a thing and hit me. And I was also <laughs> like, okay, I know that I can like deflect stuff with a melee attack. If I time it correctly, you can kind of like parry. I was like, maybe I have to parry it back to her. No, does, does not. Maybe it works. If it does, it's way too hard and not. You can't do easy. the Gwen parry on Rosa. I was trying so many different things. I was trying to like dodge roll. I was trying to do all kinds of things. Was getting I tried fucking doing the destroyed. Little, uh, yeah, the little square button like dash. I tried doing that and it didn't work for me. Yeah, that doesn't work at all. And then I was like, okay, I'm I'm doing something wrong. And then I was like, there's nothing else I can do. And then I was like, wow, I'm so dumb. I wonder if only there was some other function I have in this shooting game that I had to do in this boss fight. And then like I saw it coming to me. I'm like, yeah, check this out. And I tried shooting it and shooting it did nothing. And it just hit me. I'm like, what the uh, fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, it's rough. Well, I think that like Alex, I is, guess it's just cover. Yeah, I think you're right in that. That it's best to keep that mid distance and just plug away at her. I mean, like yeah. the longer you're in this fight, the worse it's gonna go. So the left side of the room, like if you're once you walk in, the side on your left has a lot of debris that's easy to walk around mm -hmm. that I found was where I was doing the best at. Yeah. The shipping containers on the right side are a little too clunky to kind of effectively hide around because you kind agreed. of find yourself just like really too tight yeah agreed. you find yourself living in a shotgun shack if you're uh <laughs> if you're on that side of it um <laughs> she she has an attack that's very similar to uh false king alant like the, the final boss of demon souls where he just shoots a fucking beam at you and it's like really hard to dodge oh yeah the <laughs> ground projectile i think it's oh yeah, yeah it yeah. sucks it's it's real rough it's um, that's after she's about half health she'll switch to that as yeah. well this is also she has a name change here when you start fighting in this phase and it's bloodburst rosa which is pretty fucking cool i like that she's tough though it's it's a tough boss she is I, tough luckily if you play on normal mode in the north american release you can just <laughs> at any time 
just hit up that jukebox. She will stop <laughs> attacking. The game will be paused and you're just, you know, selecting street fighting man from the jukebox so that you can really amp yourself <laughs> up. But then you accidentally put on, uh, if you like pina colada and, uh, <laughs> you still get your ass kicked anyway and thrown out a play class. Window. A lot of Fonzie themes in this episode. Just, like, <laughs> you just punch things to fix it. Or you just like, I'm gonna hit up this jukebox real quick. Yeah. That's right. Hey, <laughs> Anytime uh, I think of Fonzie now, I just think of Clerks, the animated series where they are talking about Happy Days episodes and they just keep talking about the Fonz. And they only have one (laughs) voice sample of someone doing a Fonzie impersonation and it's just, hey, it's like, hey, remember that time the Fonz jumped over all those trash cans at Arnold's? And it's just, hey, or what about the time Fonzie jumped over the shark? Hey, it's so so funny. So good. It was a good show. Um. (laughs) But yeah, so once we finally beat her, and like I said, it's it's, it's tough. It's a tough but, fight, um, yeah. Um, we were we were asking the speedrunners like what the ideal thing to do is, and they were like literally just just chain enough to get one shot to kill because this is a rough <laughs> yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, it's a doozy. Um, but once you beat her, she's kind of like taken aback. She can't believe that there's somebody who's stronger than she is, right? Yeah, um, yeah, she's pissed. She's fucking pissed. She says the word heck. absurd multiple times. She's like, it's absurd. It's absurd. absurd. I wish her accent yeah. got thicker and more ridiculous each time she said it. <laughs> absurd. 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 And, and then what I thought was getting ready to be the coolest shit ever happened. And then it became cool, but not as cool as what I thought was going to happen. So she kind of like chills out. Like after she gets all frustrated, she kind of just like lets all the energy go. And she goes, <laughs> Our time here together is done, but the mighty Azul awaits. And she starts to walk away, and at she that point, hops over to like a little like wall dude, on the edge. I thought that she was just gonna walk away and be like, "Yeah, fuck this! I ain't paid enough. I'm hitting the bricks." And and I was <laughs> yeah. like, "That would be the coolest shit of all time if she was just like, yo, fuck this! I can't believe somebody's stronger than me. This shit sucks. I'm going home and like and just like left and was like, I don't even care about this shit anymore. This is stupid because like she says that like she doesn't care about the planet shit. She just does what Weiss tells her and like whatever, right? She's like told yeah, us she that. just loves killing and she wants to do whatever Weiss says. Exactly. She just loves killing and as soon as she finds out that she's not the best at killing, I was like, that would be hilarious if she just becomes like disillusioned by it and it's like, well, I don't even care about this shit anymore. It's stupid. <laughs> and like she just left. goes and starts a bakery or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, specializing yo, in red actually <laughs> She just shows up in remake later like yeah. with absolutely no fanfare. I'm like, huh. Yeah, you're just making the best out just of it. Just walking yeah. around in Midgar and i thought that's what they were getting ready to do and it didn't happen and i was kind of disappointed but it's still cool though it's still cool yeah she says that uh I-, I shall not grant you the pleasure of killing roso the crimson no one will ever stand above me and then she like gets like energy beam hand magic <laughs> yeah. or something as you and- as you do when you get real pissed you get energy beam hand yeah so she starts destructo disking from dragon ball z all of the like the 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 edge of the what the fu- the floor i can't think of a good yeah she's like coherent she's standing word. She's on, on the, the precipice edge. of this area she's yeah. about to break standing on the edge <laughs> so yeah, this area like we were saying is kind of like open air it's exposed to the outside and behind the fight the whole time is this just giant drop off from the plate all the way back down to the ground right yeah and uh she goes and stands on the precipice of that so she's right next to the the giant drop off and then, yeah, yeah like you said, she, she starts she just destructo disking the ground. Yeah, into a perfect fucking square. Yeah, a perfect which is impressive. cube. Yeah, yeah nice yeah. cube. And then she yeah. just kind of, uh, she just starts falling. This does feel like another scene where they just kind of like 
maybe were rushing because it they didn't give her a fall animation because we like get like a quick pan up of Vincent seeing her fall, and then we fade to her just like standing there on like a flat platform, just like laughing maniacally. Like you don't actually like see her falling like and she the falls end of to her doom. Doom. It just seems like oh she's just taking like an elevator down or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, to, and to me, I was saying on the stream, it reminded me like oh, and then it just turns into the uh, the first level of Bayonetta where you're just like fighting on the on, <laughs> on the on flying a, on, clock. A, on a giant clock for yeah. like forever. <laughs> um, I will say that uh, I do like the final shot of Rosso. I thought that was pretty good. Where like she's falling down on that like sliced cube, and you see like the smoky moon behind her, and I was like, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good send off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of neat because that was like we've in in the story fought her three times, but this is actually the first time we finally fought her. So I was like, damn, finally, like it's like we met her in chapter two, I think. Like it's been a long time. I would have preferred more of like a diehard death, though, where Vincent just fucking fills her full of holes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Alan Rickman is like oh, okay. falling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was cool. That was pretty sick. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of that chapter. And then we get our yep. stage results screen where we all did super good. And uh, all of us got S ranks and didn't fuck up at all. Absolute Chad shit. Yes, definitely didn't get 37 percent accuracy and almost <laughs> 25,000 damage sustained. Nope, oh couldn't God. be me. That's what you get for using a turret, man. That's a waste <laughs> of accuracy. Yeah, I could have. Uh, I, at least I collected 100% of the Mako. That's all that really matters. Never miss. Let's see what kill I got chains. Here. I had 57 on a kill chain, which is somehow only a B. Hmm. Good and better. Getting better. All right. What did I get? I got an A. I got 100% of the Mako again. That's mostly the thing I'm caring about the most right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't. I got, I got hit by one of the aerial mines. I didn't assist any of the WRO members. So all the WRO members are dead that I came into contact with in this episode. Yeah, I so, assisted one of the one of the WRO members, I guess, after the <laughs> deactivation portion of it somehow. Uh, I, I, uh, since it was my second try with the aerial mines, I avoided all of them. And uh, the robot assault units, I did not destroy any of those. But the sentries, I did kill all 10 of the sentries. So that's pretty good. I would like to ask, does anybody remember where we got the toy gun and have we talked about the toy gun yet? I I think it was in the level with the little boy, if I remember correctly. I have done nothing with it, but yeah, the model gun. I'm going to look it up here. Silver model gun. Well, I think Dirge. it's just the model gun. At okay, first. well, you can get the silver model gun at this point, though. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, all of a sudden, we're able to... Um, so, so we've had this... I've, wasn't it literally called toy gun in our menu? I think it's we've called had this, model gun. Was it model gun? Okay, we've had a, a like a fake gun in our inventory this whole time that does it has like attack power of one. Yeah, um, and all of a sudden in this chapter we can now in the shop upgrade it right to silver model gun, which gives it two strength. <laughs> and then if you do that, you can upgrade it again for like fifty thousand dollars or some shit to a gold model gun that has three strength. And so <laughs> I have been upgrading it every time now because I'm like, I've played video games before. Something fucking ridiculous is going to happen if I upgrade this all the way. Even if that means it gets all the way and it has like four power and that's it and that's the final one, <laughs> that will just be hilarious. That would so be it's a satisfying worth to payoff it. for it sure. It would be a satisfying payoff because it'll be funny as shit when it happens. But I have started putting all of my money into that. 
to the exclusion of all of my other guns. So I can like upgrade my other guns and I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> I must upgrade this. I gotta look this up now. I didn't, yeah, I don't want to know. I want to. I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know. I, I, I won't tell you. I, I okay, want to a... see in real time either Curtis do it or try it myself. I don't know if yeah, I'll have yeah. the gill for that, but maybe I'll go I, back I'm and going to say, like, if I don't have it by the end of like chapter 10, I'm going to just do that chapter over and over until I get the money for it. You know what I might do is I might just go back and see like one of the older chapters that I like kind of fucked up on and yeah. don't dump anything in experience, only dump it into Gil so that I can just go and upgrade that instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. But but that's a thing now as well. So, um but yeah, that's the uh, that's essentially the end of this chapter. Do we want to talk about the next scene or should we leave that I for would next say time? maybe leave the next scene for next time just because it kind of it might be good for next today. time yeah thematically. if that's cool with yeah. you guys i think so i think so it probably makes more sense thematically to do it next time yeah Rosso owning herself is a pretty good spot to, to uh, leave it, I yeah think. you're right that is a pretty good way to end it so yeah Rosso's Rosso dead, the unownable the unownable she's only capable of the cell phone that's right not that's to be right. confused with vincent's sick cell phone <laughs> i never realized those things sound similar anyway um yeah that's that's chapter eight eight i think it's chapter eight yeah hell yeah our our first chapter only chapter who knows not me uh with two different like chapter endings yeah it was very confusing for me when i was when i was playing it on stream i think i originally called it chapter seven for some reason then i was like oh well i did chapter eight off screen so now this is chapter nine and then i think swanzig <laughs> was in my chat and was like isn't this chapter eight i'm like i don't know i'm bad at this <laughs> <laughs> It's not that you're bad at it. The game is bad at telling you. It's true. It's true. But I'm also bad at playing the game, so. Well, <laughs> two wrongs make a right. Yes. I'm trying yes. to find when you can upgrade the gold gun again. You're trying to find... Yeah, I like that when Curtis was upgrading the uh, the model gun to the silver model gun, he saw that the next path was gold gun, and he's like, yeah, I've played a video game or two before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what a gold gun can do. <laughs> a golden gun. I think you might be able to upgrade it and get the death penalty. Does it become the death penalty? Don't tell me. Yeah, I would like to not. I just know. remember that that was his final weapon. That's all I got. You guys got any uh, additional things to say? No, I'm next time my, my PS3 is running shitty and not handling the game well, which has never happened. But in case it does, I'm just going to start <laughs> elbowing it until it works. You guys got any announcements? No, no. Uh, the only thing I can think of, I think I mentioned before that my my fiance Frostwad on Twitch has been streaming and yes. friend of the show Sweet Matter has made her incredible emotes because Sweet Matter is extremely, extremely kind. So everyone they're should go very follow good Frostwad and watch her stream because they're super fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. It always makes me happy to see uh, any of y'all streaming. Yes. I'll get back to it soon once I beat Elden Ring. Curse has been streaming a lot of Baba is You. I love Baba is You. It's the best game ever made. I need but I have completed game. my first speed run, my first real speed run of Oracle of Seasons. So I'm going to continue on with the Oracle speed runs. So come watch those on twitch.tv slash twirlingcurtis. I'm not very good at it yet. The world record's <laughs> like an hour 30 and mine are at like two hours 30. So... A lot shorter than normal RPG speedruns, though. So yeah, it's been really fun watching you speedrun that. I love those Thank games you. so much. I've, I've, I've finally, I'm, I did my my first good run. I was like, I don't care what time I get. I'm just not going to be tilted, no matter what. I'm not <laughs> going to be upset. And it was my best time yet. And I was like, I've now reached Zen. I know how to, I know how to speedrun <laughs> without becoming angry. I'm good. That is what it's all about. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, Alex. Would you like to uh, avoid the aerial mines? <laughs> 
I would hate to. <laughs> uh, thank you, Masashi Amauzu, for the game music. A lot of cool stuff this episode. I guess every episode. He's good. I, there's like a lot of themes lately that I've been noticing. Like, oh, yes, this reminds me of Final Fantasy X. You know, I will say, I think the thing that our podcast has done the most for me is make me really appreciate Masashi Hamauzu specifically as a composer. Yeah, it's like very different than Nobuo, but like yeah. he, I've started to like start to pick up on some of his signatures. Yeah, yeah. Bit. It's like like okay, I can see like where this like what he did in like Final Fantasy X that kind of. I agree. I agree. Carries over here some cool stuff. Yeah, it's really really fucking good. This I, I'm excited to go back and just re-listen to all of the music in this soundtrack because I feel like I'm not getting the full experience while playing yeah. it and doing the homework and i'm excited to re-listen to it also so much of it like i was i downloaded the actual like official like two disc like uh soundtrack and it doesn't cover everything that's in this game like there's so much like mm. very specific incidental because they want they wanted to kind of treat it like a movie so every cutscene almost has its own track to wow. it yeah and it, every know, fight i don't want to like, go too long on this or anything but i will say that like i don't know the um i don't know that this is a fair thing to say that this is really how it was but I mean, maybe Masashi Hamauzu, yeah, Hamauzu was coming in, like, underneath the shadow of Nobu Ometsu, right? Because, like, yeah. Nobu was the man. And, like, I could imagine that being an incredibly stressful place to be to try to, like, compete. I mean, not, not really compete. Like, that's what yeah, I mean. Like, that's, you don't wanna, that's probably like, not fair. They're not competing. But he is trying to... kind of learn to complement each other. Yeah, and he's trying to, like leave his own mark on like a series that by this point has already been established as like has been defined one of the by, largest yeah 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 by a legend i love that one of the ways in which he does that is by not trying to copy nobuo yeah but putting his own style on it he's like no this is what i do and this is how it's going to sound and so like at very first i think for me hearing FF, uh, some of the 10 tracks and then moving onward, I was like, oh, well, this is different. I don't know. And now I'm like, oh, no, I love it. I love that he just unapologetically is his own thing. And yeah, I, I feel really like there's like no it. other way, you know, like if it was. I've been meaning no to like way. listen yeah. carefully, but there are like some very like kind of like winks to the like listener. Like, oh, this is like he just quickly quoted like the Shinra like theme yeah. in this like orchestral piece instead of like, oh, like there it is. Like Real it's nice. still here. Like the DNA is still up, is still there yeah. on the surface. It's fantastic. Cool. He's a fantastic composer. Good job, buddy. <laughs> We're proud of you. Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave a soundtrack review on iTunes. Who who really fucking cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, rate us on Spotify. You can text us or leave us a message at 530-MATERIA. You can find us at EveryFNFF on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, join our Discord. And I'm a Sviet. I trade away my human weaknesses for podcasts long ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. See you. So long.